this. He's the Saber Advisors Audio Experience. A lot going on. A lot, a lot. How you feeling? I'll be honest, man. I'm I'm not back yet. Wow. Yeah. yeah full twenty four hours. I think. What time did you get the? What time was it when you got the? I got the vaccine. My second shot at uh, two o'clock on yeah. on Monday. I don't even know what day. Oh. It I was fine until I woke up yesterday, uh-huh. and uh, I st- I woke up, you know, felt definitely uh, off, and then kind of shook it off midday, and then I I mean I got home and and just like lost everything. I just yeah. I I sat on my bed and I was out, but then the problem was that I I woke up at like I don't know. 10 30 and was up till like probably 1 30 oh no that's brutal. Yeah. yeah it's that's it's a vibe you know <laughs> it is for sure <laughs> for 2021 2021 so jump us off here kyle and I, you know what i'm i'm very good at acting as if i feel like a million dollars even when i feel like shit so we're gonna we're gonna make it happen sounds good all right guys this is uh, our weekly discussion uh, about developing a Personal branded retail real estate. This room is recorded, so if you don't want anybody to hear your um, thoughts on social media or any other thoughts um, that you may um, feel like expressing, then I, I would keep them to yourself um, because we will be using this content on our podcast and anywhere else uh, that we see fit because that's what we do. We create content, and this is, in fact, content. So, uh, Also, we would encourage you guys to kind of just raise your hand, jump up on stage, ask questions. Um, make a joke, whatever you want to do. Uh, we love the interaction. We love the back and forth. We love the Q and A. So let's get it going. Yeah, man. So, you know, I think we should jump it off with, uh, our boy, Gary, Gary V's dropping his NFT today. And it looks yeah. like they're having some issues dropping it. Yeah, I saw that. I, you know, I moved, I do have some crypto that I, um, moved over. I moved my Ethereum over to the MetaMask and did that stuff just in case. But I just saw. Did you see what it actually is? Yeah, the V friends. Yeah, like all those different like. Remind you remind me of Garbage Pail Kids. Completely. Uh, I mean, uh, it's funny because he's been dropping those hints for a long time now, right? Like you've seen like the different names for the different animals that he's. Uh, yeah. Patient panda, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is so, you know, it's funny because I think that's a great, uh, a great kind of segue into into this discussion for us because I think, you know, you and I are so in tune with what's going on in the social media world and not just the social media world in in real estate or commercial real estate, and. And I'd say the majority of the folks in in commercial real estate that are now adopting social media, you know, don't pay as much attention to, you know, the master marketers out there and how much you could directly apply that stuff to your industry. It doesn't even have to be real estate to to really anything. I would say 100 percent of the content that I look at for inspiration is not from other brokers or anyone in the real estate industry, to be honest. No, I know that. And that's why we love each other so much. (laughs) there you go like minds yeah so you know it's it's i think that it's important you know it's it's a tip i obviously see a lot of our our friends in here and i think 
uh, I think actually a good a good uh, majority of the folks that are in here now also pay attention to what's going on uh, with regard to digital marketing and social outside of the industry uh, and get inspired by that uh, and and kind of incorporated it in, into their lives um, and whatnot. But I, I absolutely, you know, think that paying attention to what Gary's doing and, and it's not just about what he's doing with his NFT. It's really, you know, he very much wrote the blueprint for uh, being omnipresent on on you know all of the different platforms. Yeah, and you know, do you know what I, I really think is a, a big takeaway and what gets lost in his stuff is he was in the wine business. Like he is now able to sell virtually anything via his personal brand. I mean, like it's he's not like Resi or like the, um, the the empathy wines and now this i mean they're all kind of in his, obviously in his wheelhouse but he's able to pick and choose but if you put him on uh dollar shave club you think he yep. can sell those subscriptions you know what i mean like he, he can do anything that, he gets the power yeah. and and by the way this is my whole you actually just nailed my thesis on commercial real estate brokerage because i i believe like did you see Kristen Rebeck's post this morning? I don't know. Do you follow? Uh, so everybody, go. Actually, let me pop out here and see exactly what her handle is. So, so Kristen just joined the Digital Army, and she's hang on. Kristen K R I S T I N underscore C R E underscore Beck. Look at her last post from this morning. So Kristen is, I want to say, an office broker with Edge in uh, DC Metro. And actually, I know I know she does some stuff with Jamal, who's in the audience here. Um, so th- this is my my thesis on where our, our industry is going. And I say it all the time. You guys know what I'm about to say. It does not matter where you hang your license anymore. Right. And 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 why am I saying that? Because Kristen finally is launching a personal brand and she's doing it obviously in a thoughtful way. If you look at what she's created there and obviously she had assistance uh, creating that from a, a graphic designer. But, you know, it, it's I think that big commercial real estate brokerage companies are very vulnerable because the power is shifting from them to the individual agent. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I think we maybe touched on this one other time, but you know, <laughs> I think I made the joke when I was with Gina the other day, cause we were talking about like, uh, like having your license number for something yep. and you're supposed to have like your card on you, like some BS thing, like in case I go to a, a, a like a tour or something like, Hey, let me see your card to make sure that you're like, you're real. I mean, has that ever happened to anybody? Forget about the card, but somebody's like, who are you with again? Like, what exactly? I mean, I know that it comes up in reference of like, just to make sure they've heard the name before, but I've never been in that position where it's like, oh no, like, well, I only work with these guys because of whatever. Like, I think it's, yeah, I think, well, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, obviously as guys, I'm saying this as the CEO of a brokerage and advisory business, (laughs) right? So I'm basically saying that 
I eventually will go out of business if I don't empower the individual agents to actually be independent, run their own business, and help them develop their personal brand, right? Now, uh, that's a very unique approach because at the end of the day, I look at Sabre as like the holding company of each individual that's, you know, that that we can assist uh, and, and help them, you know, with the tools and resources to best develop themselves and their business. Uh, and I think it's kind of a, you know, novel approach to, to the future of CRE brokerage. And obviously, you know, with our new partnership with EXP commercial, which I'm extremely excited about because it does exactly that, right? It's like, you know, and, and it's been going on since the beginning of time in the residential space, uh, but completely foreign in the commercial space. Yeah, and that that's interesting dynamic alone, right? Like, what what is that about? Like, why do you think that is that they're ten years ahead of of us in that? And that it just seems odd. And then you know, it just seems so odd in terms of just the attention getting aspect. Like, hey, I I, I want to get attention like that. Like, what makes the what makes the 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 CRE broker kind of want to lay back or traditionally have been back in the shadows of it? Well, I th- I personally think that you know that 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 commercial has always been just, you know, commercial brokers move different, which is why, by the way, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Uh, today <laughs> is my mother's birthday, which for me is always like, a, a you know, a, a, a great, it's like Cinco de Mayo is a great celebration, like so on and so forth. I lost my mom 20 years ago. So like this, this day is always like a push pull for me where I'm like, you know, obviously emotional about that and, and always want to honor her. Um, so for me, you know, I've always felt like Kyle that, you know, when I got into the industry and, and I got into the industry because of how my life changed when my mom passed away. And I just felt like I got it. I chose this industry because I was very interested in it. Uh, you know, didn't know everything about it was forced to make some quick decisions because life happened. And, I got into it and I realized like at a certain point, I'm like, shit, I don't know if I actually belong in this industry. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative, uh, I was a DJ at the time and, you know, nightclub promoter and, and, you know, in, into fashion and street culture and, uh, you know, music and whatever, and got into this industry. And when, when I first started at the first company that I worked at, I just felt like, you know, I didn't necessarily belong and I couldn't be myself. I couldn't actually, you know, I, I, I kind of like walk a little bit differently and I've always marched to the beat of my own drum. And I feel like in our industry, that's not like, again, traditionally today's 20 years later, it's a different world, but that's not embraced. Like people aren't, aren't, um, people aren't pushed to be themselves. They're actually like kind of told to conform. Oh yeah. You know, that's always been an issue for me uh, with the industry where I felt like I had to act a certain way. I had to look a certain way. I had to pretend that I like golf. I had to, you know, like these types of, I always joke about the golf thing because it's like, (laughs) it's just a more kind of traditional industry. Uh, I, I think, to answer your initial question on the residential side, you know, it's so much more flashy and everybody's like, 
since the beginning of time had to do these bigger productions in order to, you know, to sell the high end home uh, or create their own, you know, brand for themselves as an agent under that big, you know, Douglas element umbrella or, you know, insert any other residential company here. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? We started to see now these brokerages embrace that. You know, the EXP thing, I think, is, is a great example. I think that's, you know, you want them to showcase. I, like, I think I said this last time, You like in a restaurant, you want the staff, if you hire the right ones, you want them to be who they are because they're engaging. And it makes, uh, makes the customers want to come back and hang out with them and therefore buy more food, buy more drinks and do that kind of stuff. I think it's the same. I think it's the same exact philosophy here. I, I do. I But I also think like, it's funny. So I, at part of the, I've been thinking about a, a video project for a long time, long time called This Is My Journey, right? So uh, finally, uh, with Brittany, I'm like, Brittany, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record my episode, we're gonna drop it on my mom's birthday. Uh, and I literally took my iPhone, shot it in my basement with terrible audio and just wrote a bunch of questions and answered those questions. And we're gonna, we have a bunch of people in, in the industry that are gonna you know, jump in here and tell their stories. And I, I welcome everybody in here to, uh, to take part in this because I think it's so, it's like, I've always felt like the, 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 the more senior level folks in our industry keep the younger people down intentionally because they they feel like if and by the way that happened to me i and i'm just realizing i didn't go into that in my in my video but when i started to to actually get some success early on like three years in i landed the starbucks account uh, i landed the chipotle account you know this is super early on when i was in the industry um and there were, you know, senior brokers at the shop that were co- trying to convince me to like move companies uh, or get out of the business entirely because they were just savages and they saw that, yeah. like, you know, it's just, it's funny. I laugh at that shit. It's like, how about being proud from, you know, somebody be, being proud of them and helping them grow so they can one day like feed their family. What yeah, about I mean, what you just said was very telling. In three years later, I landed the Starbucks account. And in those three years, you're basically like, this is the you they basically say, this is what you do. And um, you know, every once in a while we may have something for you to like basically read up on the industry, but just kind of, you know, find accounts and find them space. You're like, uh, okay, oh, great. Oh yeah, here's here's your desk, here's your phone, here's a here's a, a fold out map. Go hit the road, buddy. Have a great week. Right? <laughs> fold out so- so, you know, I, I happen upon the Starbucks account. Now, mind you, and this is a, the biggest thing I'm passionate about, right? Because I went through it after just losing my mom, right? So yeah. I lose my mom. My dad moves to Florida. I basically lose my entire family in inside of like, a you know, a, a, a year. And I, so now I, I jump into one of the toughest industries on the planet to actually even just, you know, just make enough money to eat, right? Like forget like, you know, going out and buying something fancy. It's like, especially on the leasing side of our business, you know, so when I, it's funny, I didn't really, I didn't really, I think we, let's pick apart though when I said, yeah, I landed the Starbucks account mm-hmm. in the third year. Yeah, I starved until my third year. Oh, oh and by the way, I borrowed money at a high interest rate in order to like pay bills and do what I needed to do. So I was in debt 
So basically, I got out of college without student debt, got into commercial real estate and just went straight into debt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a wild thing to me to think about, especially even, you know, coming out of uh, the hospitality space where, you know, that that business is immediate. You make a plate of food, you sell it to somebody, you get the money immediately. It was a very difficult thing for me to grasp. <laughs> Right. It's like, wait a minute. So in the, okay, so you're going to negotiate this Starbucks deal and it's probably going to take anywhere from, you know, let's call it, let's call it six months to negotiate the deal start to finish. Mm -hmm. Then, oh, by the way, it's a freestanding drive-through. They got to build it. That's going to take another, you know, 12 in, in Long Island at the time, which is the only place that I operated when I started, you know, just permits and approvals take a, a, an easy a year. Right. So that yeah. start piece that I started on year three, I got paid on year six. Mm. <laughs> that's so sick. So it's crazy. Well, and, and by the way, like that's exactly why I've been able to kind of hack the commercial real, real estate brokerage model on the leasing side to understand that there's better ways to do it, build teams, enable people uh, like I see Morgan and Sierra uh, and Natalie in the room and enable people at their level to jump onto a team and directly into accounts that existed before they got to the company and start jumping into LOIs like week one. Yeah, what and get, does yeah, that? that? And I get into to give everybody a perspective on that, I mean, I'm sure everyone in this room, I'm assuming, is has their has their own story. But mine was, I was on a team, a very successful team, and when I started out there, I found out that there were some people on the team doing deals in the market that I was assigned to for for my home territory, and it was said to me. So my my team, the person leading my team, said, "Why would I bring you in on a deal that I could do blindfolded?" I, I, by the way, I think I know who the person is. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it got to the point where we were bumping into each other in our same market. It was just ridiculous. It's just a completely. So, so basically, so basically, it's like you know, it it's you're saying that our industry typically creates competition within the same team. Yeah, there was no team. There was no team. There was not a team. At least for me, it wasn't. I can tell you that. And it's at a very big shop place. I mean, everybody probably knows by now which one it was. But it's it's it was not. And even in meetings, and even in meetings, like bigger meetings with the whole, it was just the environment to me was is ripe to be disrupted on a level that you know that very few industries have seen. And I had this conversation with Corey, and I posted on my Instagram a very small snippet. And look, his perspective is one thing. My perspective. Um, is another, and and I can get both to a certain extent, but I think you got to be really blinded by your uh, experience if you've been in the business for a long period of time that this is not ripe for 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 disruption. You know what? It's and by the way, it's also on the on the retail side. You know, I I love reading. Uh, I, I it's funny. I went back. I forgot what I was looking at, but I went back uh, a couple of days ago, and I was I was reading stuff from like 2018, 2019. And, you know, it's most of the stuff out there is about how the internet is not killing retail, right? Like you hear about the, the retail, uh, 
uh, just the death of retail and da, da, da. And then you hear, well, you know, if you, if you get down into the numbers and the statistics, um, you know, the internet is actually like omni-channel is helping DTC brands actually open. They, they perform better when they open up a physical location. Yes, right. I, I agree with that. <laughs> but are they opening up 3,500 physical locations across the country that every local broker is going to jump into and say, oh, can't wait to open 20 of these next year, right? Yeah. The way that it was 20 years ago. I don't see it. So, you know, the way that the, the industry now is going to consolidate, and I'm not, you know, not just on the brokerage side, in every aspect of it, right? There's no way when you have for the most part, very few brands that are rolling out at that scale, you're not going to need the same amount of brokers, right? And then you have the technology that's that's coming out that the, the real estate broker, very much so the same way in residential, used to be the gatekeeper and the person providing all of the information, right? There mm -hmm. are so many tools that you're going to have all the information that you want at the click of a, a button. So- yeah you better be able to provide some sort of value to the client that's way beyond the, oh yeah, it's 2,500 square feet, they're asking 35 a foot, the extras are 12. And by the way, like half of them don't even provide that. You gotta beg to get that information. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> get that information with you. You need to tell me who the client is and if it's worthy of that information. Yeah, exactly. What, hey, I uh, just noticed on the flyer there's uh, the asking rent and the triple nets aren't here. Would you mind letting me know? And you get an email back. Who's the client? <laughs> what the fuck is it like, dude, what are, are we trying to work together here or what's the deal? Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm curious if anybody, I, I see a bunch of, bunch of great faces in the room. I mean, you know, what, what does everybody think about just kind of where we are now? I mean, the pandemic shook everything up. Right. And now with all of this, talk about taxes and, and the, the elimination of 1031s. I mean, let's not even go into in the event that that really happens, right. what actually happens as a result of that. I see Carly in the audience. I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there, Carly. <laughs> that is like, you know, if that happens, man, it's, it's, it's going to be such a, a terrible thing for our industry as a whole. Yeah. There's, I mean, Everything seems to be sort of moving that way, and it just it just seems odd. Whether it's on on the investment sales side, or whether it's on the retail side, or in, in the way that we communicate, or the way that we uh, look for spaces or get information, it all just seems to be kind of crumbling a little bit. And I'm okay with it because I'm it needs to it needs to change. It needs to change. Waiting for days for a response back, you know, like things like that. It just seems. Who's going to continue to wait for that stuff? It's just because in, in society, that's not the way we function anymore. If we want, uh, you know, shoelaces and a pair of jeans, we can get them from Amazon tomorrow. I'm going to wait three days to get the asking rent on a space. I, I, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I, I'm sitting here like asking myself, you know, like, would a young person, like, would a younger Jay today go, you know, grind my face off for, I don't know, you know, three years before making like 50 K, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, like, is that even an option today? Like, I, you know, like why it's like, it, it's such a crazy concept, honestly. And, 
And I'm so like, I, I really want to find ways to allow younger people to get into the business and be able to, you know, make a living and make ends meet, uh, in a much more, you know, simple way. And I, I, I just, I'm curious how many other people that are, you know, in the position to make a difference are thinking that way, or are most of them, you know, just, uh, more concerned with, you know, making as much money as possible for themselves. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I, that's funny because also with that, with, you know, I had spent the whole day walking around and I said, you were starting this, if you were starting your brokerage today, what, what would be the characteristics and what would you, how would you entice people? Because I, I basically said what you just said there is how, like, how is this enticing you? Cause I had said, if you were bringing on a new broker today, what would you make them do on their first day? And he basically said, you know, I'd make them, I would assign them an area like of the city, you know, dense market and say, uh, you know, take this basically pad and pencil and walk around and, and let me know what you find. And, and come back to me and then teach about follow-ups and all that fun stuff. And I said, really? That's going to be my first day on the job? To walk around the West Village and with a pad and pencil and find locations? Look, I get it. I get that that's maybe something that you have to do, but I'm going to walk into that job on a draw and, and walk around the neighborhood and, and have to, you know, I, I don't know. It just seems like there's a better way to go about it. And and we kind of wound up in the middle, but that's that's where we started. You know, I said I would look for people with, you know, who have some sort of charisma, same kind of, you know, find the, find the talent and teach the skill. And yep. that's basically what my, my plan would be. You know, I'm not trying to recreate million dollar listing here, but I think it plays a, a big part in, in how you can develop relationships and ultimately bring more business to yourself and, and the company. Well, listen, I think you're spot on, right? Because I know for a fact that if we were approaching bringing in new talent in, in, you know, what, what, Corey just described what you just, you know, recited that Corey described is how I got into the business 20 years ago. So, you know, it, it's exactly why I'm saying like, I, you know, would I do that over again? The answer, the answer is hell no. Like yeah. I would not get into this industry to not make, to, to go into debt for the first literally five years. Right. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to, to actually make a name for myself in those five years and get bailed out by, you know, a, a big check from a large company before the downturn of 08, by the way, like by the skin of my teeth, you know, like if that didn't happen, I don't know, you know, exactly what the next phase of, of, of that, you know, of, of my career would have been. Or if I, by the way, I probably, it's pretty clear, actually, if that didn't happen to me, if I wasn't able to, to, to become, uh, somewhat recognized and sought after by, by companies to pursue me and offer me signing bonuses and all, you know, all that fun stuff in my first five years in the business, I never would have made it through the downturn of 08, which was literally a year after, um, you know, I ended up jumping onto a platform and, and getting a better situation for myself. I never would have made it through. So I would have just gone into another industry. I had a conversation yesterday with a friend who's in their early thirties and he's like, yeah, you know, a lot of my friends during the pandemic, they're, you know, they're, they're not in the industry any longer. And I said, that was actually the first time I heard somebody say that. And mm. I was, because everybody around me is still in the game. And mm. obviously, 
you know, the people that are at Sabre and, you know, where we are helping as best as we possibly can to make sure that they're, you know, actively working on accounts uh, and, and not like, okay, here's your desk and your computer and, you know, you know, call me at, at the end of the week and tell me, you know, how your canvassing went. Right. Um, <laughs> which, which I think is a very difficult, I, I just don't see that working moving forward. I don't think there's, I, you know, the younger generations, everybody, and including myself, like we expect, it's like instant gratification now. Yeah. Eight years to be like, you know, making enough money to pay your rent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that you're competing against uh, the gig economy. You're competing against a lot of remote uh, work from home type opportunities. Um, you know, you got to have a real passion for commercial real estate to start on a $50,000 draw and, you know, work your way up based on, um, you know, finding what you what what you can to do to do business wise. It's just it's not it's not enticing. It's not it's not enticing that way. I mean, you know, the freedom is enticing, right? Like freedom to do that type of stuff is enticing. And I think that's what's ultimately going to be a, a value is, well, well, when can I work? When can I what could I do? Can I do this? Can I do that? And if you have to, like, you know, foot canvas and print flyers and do all that kind of stuff, it just seems very, very dated to me. And, and by the way, that's why social media is so important, right? Yeah. Because it's just eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. It's just creating awareness. It's creating uh it's i always say it's it's like shaking hands at scale right mm -hmm. so oh, yeah all of these different things like th these tools are so critical to being a successful person in the future of our industry or any industry in my opinion because if you're not top of mind you're just not going to have the same opportunity to go out and get business or service your client. And, you know, why is somebody going to hire you over hiring somebody else? And I think like, you know, Ryan Surhan on the residential side is the perfect example of why branding is so important, right? Ryan Surhan was a actor who like a hand model who tied <laughs> his way onto million dollar listing. Like, by the way, I'm not knocking Ryan, love him. Him and I talk about this. This is not like, you know, this is not like uh, an unknown story. He was basically given an opportunity, okay, to jump onto a television show when there were people way more qualified to be on that show. And he rose to the occasion by building the biggest brand and showing up and working his ass off and then doing that for other people around him and helping them understand how to get more attention and how to grow a bigger network, right? Commercial real estate brokerage is not rocket science, okay? It's not like we, you know, went through med school, right? It's not like, it, it's, <laughs> seriously, like this is not rocket science. And there's, you know, there are people that are terrible at it that give the, the ones that are good uh, a really bad name. But, you know, there's going to be a shakeout of that over, obviously, the next several years um, because there's just less to go around at this point as far as I'm concerned. So you really need to be able to differentiate and you really need to have a point of differentiation and a strategy in order to be top of mind. And then, uh, you know, once you are top of mind and you're, you're given that opportunity to rise to the occasion. Uh, real quickly, Kristen, I see you in the audience and I referenced your post about your personal brand earlier. I'm going to invite you up here because I'd love to 
talk about that if you're available. Uh, there she is. Hey guys, how are what, you? What's up, Kristen? How are you? Good, good. So I w- before you jumped into the room, I actually asked everybody in the room to go look at your Instagram and look yes. at and look at the post that you put up this morning about your template for your personal brand and so on and so forth. And I said, you know, this is the future of commercial real estate brokerage where like, I love that you have a logo for yourself, a color palette. You know, my question to you is why did you think that it was worth your while to do that? Um, so thank you for because it's been it's been a lot of work behind the scenes to get to that point um and you know as I've told you before in DC I'm coming from a very traditional market and I am probably one of you know 10 people that are even doing the social thing here um but I felt like it was important because you know when it comes down to it people hire you for you and I want people to know who I am I'm a mom I'm a hustler I work hard, play hard, do the right thing for my client always, even if it almost kills me. Um, And I wanted to show that. And I think your personal brand brings that piece of you out that you can't get across on a phone call. Um, And so, you know, started this journey February 28th. um, And in just a few months, I've come a long way and I've made so many connections and my clients love it um because they know who I am and now that I'm out there like this is so awesome so it's it's literally opened so many doors and I'm having so much fun with it I finally am having the fun I wanted to have in brokerage um which I never got the opportunity before being at more traditional shops so um it's pretty much life-changing I mean that right there is everything and Kristen you're you're a breath of fresh air and exactly what you're doing is basically what everybody will be doing in the future or or more or less being phased out of the business, in my opinion. 100%. The old model sucks. Like you guys were saying, like you literally were talking about me <laughs> because I went through the depths of hell. Um, you know, I started in the business at a large firm and – I was lucky to be put on some national accounts and did it that way. I was paid a salary. But as soon as I figured it out and I wanted to go out on brokerage on on my own, I was naive and I thought, okay, I worked with all these principals before. They're going to help me get through. I'm going to make it quicker than three years. No, it was like, you want to come to our world? You got (laughs) to, you got to grind and you got to do what we did to get in the business. Um, And I can't wait to break that mold because no one should have to go through that. Um, I, I would love to be a mentor for a young young mom um, because I, I really struggled in the beginning. I mean, I was barely making it. And that's not the way this business should be. Uh, and, and you know what? I People in this room, I did not pay Kristen to say that. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is the struggle with anybody in this industry based on the traditional way that it's always been done. And it's a problem. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life changing this problem. It is. It's such a weird business. And that like, I came from, you know, corporate world, um, co-star in fact, the other side. Um, and 
just seeing all the flashiness of it. And I really didn't care about the flashiness. I just really liked real estate and I really wanted to make a difference for the clients that I had. And so the flash wasn't the thing that really sold me. Um, but then when I got into it, I was like, okay, I can pay off my house. I can do all these amazing things. But little did I know that that was going to take years to even be close to what some of these guys are doing. Um, and I also didn't know that, you know, it was going to be 50% of the house and then 50% of my partner and then 50% to another guy who knew the guy that was the CEO. Um, so it was really tough. Um, and, and it does take time to figure it out, but I luckily found some decent mentors that helped me through it. And now I'm doing my own thing. That's uh, amazing. And it, Kristen, you just signed up uh, to, to the digital army and we've been, you know, we've been, uh, talking, uh, you know, through, through social essentially. Right. So I, 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 we've, obviously never met and and we've never really spoken i don't think other than you know on these platforms um and i can't wait like i can't wait for the new people that are joining the community to see how great it really is because there's like this utopia vibe inside of the community where everybody's just trying to help each other win and that needs to come outside of the industry so definitely and i've been watching you guys for years um and just dying out here to, to finally be able to do it and <laughs> i kind of kind of fly um and I, i'll never forget my first conversation with you because i was such a fangirl I was like oh my god you're so awesome you're like the guy who broke the industry <laughs> um so i was super stoked and now i'm like even more you know just excited to be part of the digital army and I've met so many wonderful pe people like Carrie has been awesome in helping me and Natalie. Um, and I love miles, like can't wait to get to know him better. So, and Kyle, so this has just been really cool for me and I can't wait to continue to grow. Likewise. And, and honestly, I really appreciate the, the kind words, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm in, in a lot of ways, man, you know, I've taken my licks too, you know, with, doing things that are, you know, several years ahead of the curve. And uh, I enjoy that stuff, but you know, it's not always easy. So when, when you do get some, you know, some, some good vibes back, it, it makes it all worth it. So I appreciate you very much, Kristen. Thank you. Of course. I mean, that's the thing. It's that you have to have a little bit, and that's a lot of people don't have that. Some people want to be in that system, that corporate system where you're told what to do and show me how to make money and I'll do it kind of vibe. You mean, it does take a little bit of guts to kind of step outside that and, and, you know, and, and start to make a name for yourself you know, and for yourself. You know, it's not easy. Not everybody can do it, but that's critical. It's critical. Absolutely. So, uh, so Kyle, what else? What, let's reset the room here. We got, we got uh, 20 left here. Yeah, guys. I mean, this is, um, developing a personal brand in retail real estate. We are uh, creating this content for use on other platforms as well. So we are recording. So we encourage you to come up and speak, but it is being recorded. So don't say anything that, that you don't want anybody else to hear if you're not okay with it. Um, so please raise your hand, get up here. Let's uh, go back and forth and, and see if we can kind of stir up a new conversation. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, in between time, um, I, you know what, man, like I, <laughs> I, I never like plan out my, uh, 
Oh, Natalie's coming up. Natalie. I never plan out my schedule like based on everyone's mm-hmm. telling me like, oh, don't book meetings, you know, after you get the second vac- vaccination shot. Mm-hmm. Whatever, like no big deal. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely, definitely not uh, not feeling 100 percent. Natalie, what's mm-hmm. up? What's up, guys? I want to bring up a, a question. On? So we were just talking in the last room about ICSE and different conferences and stuff. Yes. And <clears throat> so I personally feel like when I show up to these things, it's going to be almost like a, hey, how you doing type of thing. And for other people who have not been putting themselves out there as a personal brand, it's going to be like, oh, I forgot you existed almost. And like a reminder to people that they are still doing work. Like, I want to know your thoughts on that. Totally. Kyle, you want to jump in? Then I'll follow up. I mean, look, I think it's it's all about being top of mind. And I think over the last year, we've had um, the only way to stay on top of mind is is um, via, you know, our phones and our computers and social content. So, um, I mean, I frankly think it's, you know, those things are still going to be around. Those meet and greets are going to be necessary. But I think, you know, investing that people who are waiting for those to get back, you know, up and running again to get their deals going again, to connect with people again, I think you're losing, you're losing business by the second. You just, you're not, just not, it's just not aware to you. It's not front and center to you because you're holding out hope that it's going to get back. You're having phone conversations, but yeah, I think in the background, things are moving at a different pace. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, it's funny. I, I took our ICSE budget at Sabre probably three years ago and slashed it tremendously and actually put that towards the digital marketing and Beth Azor and I were, were having lunch and, uh, she's like, what's new? What's up? I'm like, well, I gave up my ICSC booth for, uh, for recon. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, no, I gave it up. I'm putting that money towards, towards, you know, digital marketing and social, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, what do you mean? And, and it's funny because somebody as, you know, as hip as Beth, and as innovative uh, and connected as Beth, you know, who came up through the industry with the ICSE booth being the backbone of relevance was so blown away by that. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Beth, it's just not the same world. Like, I don't mm-hmm. see the point of me spending, you know, a, a va- the, our Vegas budget used to be for Sabre about, you know, anywhere from 75 to $100,000 just for three days. And, you know, I think that, when you start to break it down from that perspective, you're like, okay, well, you know, forget what's the ROI of social media. What's the ROI of a convention, right? Yeah, right. Um, so I know what what happened as a result of me doubling down on on digital marketing and social. Um, you know, Kyle and Natalie, you both wouldn't be affiliated with me if it wasn't for that. If I would have just said, you know what, I'm going to keep going with the with the booth at ICSE and spend more money on that. I would probably guarantee that you guys wouldn't be at Saber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, that's what it is. I guess it's, you know, you're, 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 uh, I mean, it's such a corny saying, but it's like your vibe attracts the, your tribe, right? I mean, people are like, oh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who thinks this way, you know, and it has to be another, another way to do it. And, and to bring it back to Beth Hazor, that's, was the conversation I had with her, right? Like you, you don't want to be stuck here doing all this stuff that they're telling you, you can't do. Um, then you need to leave. You need to find somebody who does. And that's when she introduced me or, or shot me your name. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm familiar. I've seen that stuff. I've seen his stuff rather. And um, that's, yeah, that's the total reason, 
right? Like, I mean, if that's what you want to do and you and you think that you have an opportunity via your content and via your um, just your way of conducting business and where you're currently at is not letting you do it, then you have one choice, right? Like, you, they're not making you work there. Yeah, but I, I'll piggyback on that, by the way. Like, I still think that ICSE as a, uh, as a, a, a community and as a um, just a... a in, in a lot of ways, a very uh, formidable group of folks and, and, and an association that brings people together and educates and all that stuff. I still think that's very important. Um, you know, I think that I think that uh, it, there will still in a lot of ways be the what, what was discussed earlier, that if you don't show up in December to Vegas, you know, as a legacy you know, person that's been in the business for a long time, it'll be like, oh, you know, Jay's no longer in the business. You know, he's not he's not in Vegas. Right. Like so there is a lot of that. So I think it's a hybrid thing. I think you kind of have to decide what's right for you, uh, which is also, by the way, you know, a reason that, you know, part of our partnership with EXP Commercial, I negotiated that I will run the ICSC relationship and booths. Um, because I think that that's, it is, it's still an important place to congregate, to see old friends, but I don't think that, you know, going to the conference the way that I used to, where I'll, you know, sit down every half hour in a meeting, negotiating a letter of intent. I don't, I don't think that's the best use of time, uh, when you're at these conferences and, and by the way, but real quickly before, before you guys jump in. You have to realize now, like I, I've been dealing with this like for a long time because obviously I've been walking around ICSE conferences with Brittany following me with a camera for five years, right? So, you know, people always love to poke fun at that and that's what I got a kick out of, right? But, you know, now like you have to realize like Kyle, you, Natalie, like a bunch of us, when we're standing in the convention center together, people are going to think that they're like just stepped into a Bravo television show. Like that's the <laughs> yeah. power of this stuff. Seriously. Like, it, you know, so like when people, when people leverage social media, the way that we're all leveraging social media to develop our personal brands and be top of mind, when people see us and hang out with us in person, they bug out. That's, I mean, if you think it like this, like our industry is always like, hey, it's about how you manage your time, right? Your time is the biggest asset. Your time, your time, your time. How are you spending your time? When I look at the ICSC thing, a lot of that is, you know, okay, to know you, you know, you know, other than if you have specific meetings, you know, meet and greets, things like that. But if you can shave that time just by, you know, knowing who somebody is or people knowing who you are via your content, you're recouping hours, right? You're recruiting hours during those three days that you can use towards actually having those meetings and, and getting leases done or LOIs or furthering a, a conversation. I think it's just a matter of, even if you look at it that way, you know who I am, I know who you are, let's cut to the chase and let's talk about what we need to talk about. I mean, it's it's so funny because we always do a series leading up to ICSE typically with our vlog and then we film while we're at ICSE and drop it each night during ICSE. And people 
at the conference will be like, oh, my God, how was dinner last night? I saw that like they brought out your uh, your steak was, you know, like really fatty. You know, it's like I mean, talk about an icebreaker. It's like people understand like what you're doing practically in real time rather than like, oh, nice to meet you, Jay. How uh, do you have children? Exactly. Exactly. Garrett, what's good? Hey guys, wanted to piggyback on the ICSC part. It'll always, I mean, it's got this nostalgia for everybody, of course, but, you know, I agree with, you know, you shouldn't have to have meetings every 30 minutes, sit down there and, and, uh, you know, hammer out the LOIs, you know, some of that could save some time. It's, you know, to go and, and see faces and everything. But I think that, I think Stacy Mooney has, carved out a, a really good niche and, and you guys may not you know you may differ on this but that's really all she does with that retail live piece and and every bit of that is regional so if you're wanting to get a deal done with a brand to me you know icsc of course you've got all those folks there but if you're just trying to get a deal done with a certain brand i think that that she has a place in in all of this and i don't know what you guys think about you know what stacy does but i think it's fantastic to go with with icsc and kind of the push not really away from icsc but a transition of using it for a different purpose and not for doing a hundred percent of these deals that you're relying upon i listen i agree i i love stacy and i think what she's doing is great and, I, and natalie's going to retail live natalie maybe you could chime in yeah so i think before um, COVID, right? Retail Live was just another conference. And I, I don't say that in like a demeaning way, but it was just another one that you scheduled. But I think now it carves out a little bit of a difference because ICSC is putting on less of the local and, um, you know, regional type shows right now. And I'm on the, one of the local planning boards. So I, I know this for a fact. <laughs> and so I can say that Retail Live is filling a really great gap of this you know, connect, show face, do a couple deals. And it's like a very condensed conference. And I really, really appreciate that because I feel like a really great trend for ICSC to go is to be more of almost like a retreat type of thing in Vegas versus just pure deal making. I think it's also, you know, Garrett, it's also, it's interesting because I believe if everybody has to pay their own way to go to recon, Right. And as an individual, let's let's say it costs soup to nuts. I don't know. What's it going to cost? I mean, with meals and, and you know, alcohol and if you have to buy your own badge and, you know, travel and hotel. I mean, well, I, paid, I paid for my own for the last I don't know how many years. And, you know, from like you said, from from start to finish, from being able to get there to staying there, to eating there, to drinks, to the badge to everything it's a couple grand easily yeah so you know easily, if it, absolutely right so is is it worth the investment i think that's a uh you know that that's for everybody that answer is is very different right is it worth the investment do i have to be there i don't think you have to i, I think the general uh i think generally speaking you do not have to be there in 2021 the same way you had to be there in 2011. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. I mean, it goes down to what you're looking to accomplish. 
right? Like, what are you looking to accomplish? Is it worth the investment? Is it worth the investment to go out there? You're going to land a, you know, a huge deal. Then maybe, you know, the guy's pushing to meet you face to face. That's the way they deal. Some people don't deal that way, right? Like some people, I mean, I, it's like two years ago, people were like, you don't want to text the client. Like, don't text them. And now it's basically like, don't shoot me an email because I, I check it very rarely. Just shoot me a text instead. I'm sending flyers via text. Couldn't do that. Love you know, that. A lot of those I dynamics do. have changed. I'm with you. And I think there's a lot of people that, like you said, it, it's why you're going and, and what you hope to accomplish. And and there's people that, that go there that don't even really care if they do a deal. They just want to be seen. And that may be worth it too. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you want to go there and that's your personal brand. As I show up there and I just go there to network. I'm not having any meetings. I'm going out there, take a couple of days, kick it, relax, go out to a couple of dinners. If I have a deal to get done, then we'll do it, you know, how how I've been doing it. Maybe maybe it's just there to go there to have fun. Who knows? But again, I think it all goes back to what, what you really I don't think it's gonna feel as required as it was. It goes back to that the ROI of ICSE and the ROI of social media. That's exactly right. You know what? Like instead of everybody asking what the ROI of social media is, let's start asking what the ROI of ICSE is. Yeah, really. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great. We're we're wrapping up here with five minutes left, and we got my man Miles ahead on the stage. What's good, Miles? What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Um, So listening in on this. It's it's ICSE every day on Instagram and LinkedIn. I love I that. Mean, I, I I mean seriously, uh, I've um, I've grown my network in the last month and a half. I had nine hundred forty followers when I started. I have eleven hundred ninety five now. So, but that's can- no no. But what I I look at that because because my network has grown so. You know, I, I'm, I'm, fo- I'm, I'm, you know, forward facing all these, you know, new people now that are in my network, and and my network is important to me. Uh, you know, the numbers I, I don't care about as much, but I, I think you know one of the points of going to something like ICSC is you get in front of a lot of, uh, a lot of people, uh, in you know, in a in a in a compact setting for a three or four day period, but. That's absolutely what you can achieve with LinkedIn and Instagram and Clubhouse. And so I think you do have to be really careful about uh, how you utilize your time and your resources to go to these kinds of events uh, because you, you can really do a, a, a lot of damage uh, on, on your, your, your uh, social media platforms. So yeah, anyway, I just – it's hard for me. To, it's hard for me to get around. I love uh, the the idea exchange. I'll see Natalie there, which is going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, right, Natalie, we get to meet for the first time. I cannot mm. wait. I can't believe we haven't met yet. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. We're, we 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 talk all the time. But um, anyway, the, the just some of my thoughts: growing your network, um, you're building your own ICSE with your uh, social media. Uh, it couldn't it couldn't yes. agree. Miles, and I think again, depending on you know exactly you know what your role is, you know uh, if you own a a business, if you're a uh, an independent broker, if you're you know working for a REIT, you know let let's be honest. I mean, I think that 
uh, if you're working for a company and waiting for the invitation from that company to go to ICSE, I think they're going to extend very limited invitations and say, you know what, we only need you know a few people out there representing the company. And a lot of the things was access, right? Like a lot of times it was like, oh man, you know, so and so is here. Uh, this concept is here. How can I get in front of them? Or how can I do that? I mean, for me, Instagram, right? Like I literally will send a DM to somebody, you know, if it's a bigger account that I'm trying to, you know, get a hold of, I will send a DM first that says, Hey, do you guys check your DMs? And then if they do, it's like, great. I'm looking to track down the owner. I wonder if you guys are looking to expect whatever it is. But I mean, I'm not waiting in line at ICSC to see if somebody will will take my business card. Because no, they don't have to. You don't have to. You can get a lot further sitting at home or in your office, in my opinion. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually with a friend last week who owns a very large construction company, big maintenance national company. And we were talking, nothing to do with ICSC because it's not even relevant really to him. But we were talking about uh, just allocation of funds and budgeting. Uh, and he was saying randomly talking about that topic he goes i personally will not send any of my people to any conferences in las vegas i think they're absolute bullshit i think it's an excuse for everybody to go party and the fact that even if i spend a hundred thousand dollars on a booth my booth is a little blip in the middle of the the convention center when you have these huge companies spending you know so much more and having these massive booths, if anything, it makes me look bad in my opinion. So I, I just don't do it. Like, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I agree with Kyle. I think he's, he's, he's on the mark. And I would go check out Loom if I were anybody on this call. You can send videos. Uh, and I think it's a great way to personalize. I think we'll continue to see that evolve as well. How we personalize our connections through the digital space, maybe more video uh, and, and things like this. Love you guys. Appreciate this every week. Always, Miles. You know, listen, what I will tell you is what I'm excited for are the Digital Army events when we all get together and actually create content together. I'm, I'm waiting. I'll personally, you know, uh, spend more time and energy, uh, you know, looking forward to stuff like that where it's legit collaboration and actually coming away with some, you know, deeper relationships and, and content to share with the world. Like, that that that's what excites me and you know what like we could we could do that and piggyback that type of stuff uh like if if a a, a big group of us decide that we're going to go to vegas in december um we could we could do a, a digital army you know meet up as well and kind of piggyback so we get the most bang for our buck you know i'm in for that right absolutely kyle look at the time wow wow, wow. That was fast. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, we'll be back next week at 10 o'clock. And, of course, you can always reach us uh, on Instagram or via any other social media platform if anything comes up in between. Um, and, obviously, reach out to the Digital Army. Um, Sign-ups are live. The website is active. Check it out. And uh, we'd love to have you. And um, we can talk about this every day, all day, if you'd like, if you're in the Digital Army. <laughs> Uh, that's the benefit. So uh, thanks, guys, and we will be back go, next week. Go drink some tequila. <laughs> that's right. Bye, Take guys. Care.